Britain has taken the checkered flag to win. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, Sergio Perez is giving it everything. Oh, no, Maggie, that was so not right. That last bit of boom, boom. Right, I'm going to turn this off top chat onto live chat because I don't understand. Anyway, hi, Jared. What, what a great start. What a great start to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh, hello, mm. Jared. Yeah, in, in, in the live chat. Fantastic. We literally just said on the live stream, oh, no one's going to be on today. We haven't told him when we're on. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Think, and Lorraine's on as well. Jesus, what's on? Uh, obviously, people have, uh, people have liked Got and no subscribed. Actually, it's and, lunchtime. Uh, and they've, and, they've clicked, and they've clicked the bell so that we we know when uh, when we're live. So uh, they've Even I haven't that. done that. <laughs> yeah. This is like, what? Why would you need to know when we're live? You're going to be on. <laughs> yeah. and, on the few, and on a few occasions when you're not, like you're going to know when we're going live anyway. And yeah. you're probably, if you are going live, then I question why you're not on the podcast anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fine. So this so is like said, a it's just like a podcast of the olden days where I've got a constant cat annoying me. Yeah. Well, I've got a dog annoying me. I don't know if you can see it. Welcome to my pink house. Oh, there's hey. my bins. Anyway. Hey, Jenna. Um, Jenna is my dog who's German, uh, German doodle. Yeah. Oh. She's crazy, but she's dopey. Right, you go back to sleep, darling. Right, there we go. We've done the animal part of the show. Go yeah. back to sleep. And I have Leo here. Just There we go. How cute is that? How cute is this cat? Right. Not as cute as my dog. He's cute and annoying. So I'm probably going to be putting him out at some point because he's annoying. Yeah, so. same with my... Anyway, oh, you're not allowed so... a day off, Carl. I don't have a day off. Days yeah. off are for wimps. Like, I... So yeah, I'm just... Like, so we, Tom and I have been jet-setting all over the world. Mm, this and... is interesting. <laughs> this was really quite funny, actually. But go on. So Tom ends up going to Nice for a holiday... Mm-hmm. Then he comes back and goes to Germany in the time. I love, he, did I mention how much I love the French? I've always loved the French. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and in the time he goes to Germany, I end up in a whirlwind of, tw- of, I think I spent 18 hours in London, which meant landing into Luton, driving, uh, getting an Uber into Nando's in Bournemouth, going to a party and then leaving the party at 6am in the morning to go back home and fly back home to try and watch the guitar race, which I had a nap and managed to watch the guitar race very half asleep Whereas the guitar race was happening while I was flying back from Germany. Yeah. So I, I caught up with it when I got home. So I was a little so bit then behind. I, yeah, so I couldn't watch the sprint. And we watched the qualifying, the sprint qualifying while I was driving to the airport. So it was really Quite confusing. I think this is probably the first Grand Prix in, I would say, probably pushing 20 years that mm-hmm. I haven't watched a single live session. I've watched them all delayed. I didn't watch yeah. any session live. I saw about two minutes of qualifying. So okay. I think that's... that's and my life working oh, oh, hello yeah. there. Um, yeah. But the, no, the, the funny thing, which you didn't actually mention, was the fact that uh, you sent me a, a screenshot of... Uh, okay of our google locations because we're sad and track each other and you've got your wife in kerry and then you've yeah. got you in the London. uk and me in germany and the three were just in a completely perfect <laughs> parallel line it was it was freaky it was so it weird was, to see it was very strange um yeah. but yeah anyway we d- i did eventually watch the races mm-hmm. and i i sort of know what happened so well, should we do what I think? Yeah, that's, okay. So let's find out what what happened because this this is probably going to be quite interesting because I might have missed quite a lot as well. So I'm right. Learn something we do this. the sprints first because actually I did the sprint as well. Shockingly, noted okay. it. Anyway, uh, good start from Piastri on pole, but Norris fell right back. Who I think was second. Um, mix of mediums and softs um, at play here. Uh, and then Liam spins off. That's a shame for Liam Lawson. Uh, he was doing quite well. Um, both McLaren's not lighting up on the mediums and slowly sort of falling back. Then Dick Wad sends it um, and praises himself. If no one else is going to praise yourself, give yourself a slap on the back. 
um because you're shit anyway uh lawson does what lawson does and safety car signs really fighting piastri lap 10 and the softs are going off piastri takes russell and norris jumps to the clerk perez hope and ocken all sort of try and go into one corner and i don't think it was anyone's fault we'll probably come back to that uh no one could really see anyone anyway safety car number three uh back up and running verstappen gets norris and then norris gets the ferraris so he must have gone back on Look like I don't know what happened there. Anyway, someone else can explain it to me. Um, something gets Russell, and then Norris gets the Ferraris, and then Russell. The softs did not last. Piastri, Verstappen, Norris felt sorry for Piastri though, having won, but got overshadowed by the uh, by the World Championship. And I felt really sorry for him. I was like, "You poor lad." I didn't. Why? I Why didn't would you? You wouldn't well, feel sorry for Piastri having one oh, race oh, sorry. Oh, and then sorry. having Verstappen yeah. fucking run all over him with his yeah, world no, championship bollocks. Yeah, no. I've, well, to be fair, like I think Verstappen winning the world championship got overshadowed generally by the fact that it was on a Saturday as well. Yeah. So, um, and nobody really cared because not a lot of people were watching. So, but again, not a lot of people have been watching. I mean, I'd love to know the, the figures months. as to whether the sprint races are getting decent figures. I don't think anyone's going to tune into the sprint race specifically no, because they want to I see Max Verstappen. Oh, hello. I don't think no. people are going to watch a sprint race because they're um, uh, because they want to watch Max Verstappen win the World Championship because it's been such a foregone conclusion for so long that he's going to win yeah. it. I don't think people tune in specifically for that purpose. Yeah. So it be interesting um, to see, though. But it would, uh, but Piastri winning was very yeah. good. I mean, it was some of the, somewhat of the gloss was taken away pretty much from me because um, I knew the top three before I saw the mm-hmm. sprint, which was really annoying. So yeah. I'd known that Piastri had won. So I just, I, I caught spoiler, unfortunately. Yeah. And, so yeah, uh, I had the same thing. I had, Pia- no, I, I knew Piastri won, but I didn't know how he won because when I, I, I watched half of the sprint and when I saw it, he was well back and Norris was in sixth. And I was like, how did that even work? Yeah, and no, mm-hmm. from where I saw it, it, it was uh, it was very very obvious. Uh, obviously, I, I knew that the whole top three, so that was yeah. a bit annoying. Um, but, and uh, what do you think about the um, the Ocon Russ, um, Norris? Not Ocon Norris, Ocon Perez Hulkenberg. Oh, it totally wasn't Perez's fault, which is rare for me to say. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think um, it was. I need to see it again properly. But yeah, it's just one of those racing incident things. I can't remember one person. I can't remember who it was. The person who came from behind, they just went in a bit too hot. I think to be was it Holkenberg, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. he uh, he just went in too hot. Um, he didn't have a great weekend, to be honest. Yeah, um, qualified well, but you know, sprint and race kind of you know his his error in the race, which I'm sure we'll get to, was pretty bad. Yeah, pretty unforgivable to be honest, but uh, um, just a lineup in the wrong place. But yeah, um, and yes, yeah, so I, I don't think really, um, you know, because I'm now like a francophile, so um, I have to defend the French at every opportunity now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it was anyone's fault. I think it was, I think Hope just jammed on the brakes, being in the middle, knowing he wasn't going anywhere, and the other two just didn't see each other and just went straight into each other hmm. and got Hulk on the way out. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think Perez can take any blame for that one. I don't think um, anyone took any blame, did they? I don't think no. there was any points given or just a penalties. Incident. Just a racing yeah. incident, I think. Which I'm glad about. Yeah, because actually that was the correct decision. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't think the stewards made any incorrect decisions. Um, well, I mean, okay. So, um, no, not so much in the sprint. I don't think. Yeah. Okay, right. So, should we do the GP? Go for it. Okay. Um, Hulk parks it up in the wrong place due to signs not racing. Uh, the first corner and the Merc smash into each other. Completely Hamilton's fault, even though I wanted it to be Russell's. Uh, Russell at the, uh, the back, but moving well. Three pit stops. This tire thing we need to come back to. It completely pissed me off. Tires, three pit stops, mandatory tire allowance. Ah, oh, anyway, my head got boiled and got pissed off with it. Uh, so, cause I had no idea who was really where because you were wait, you literally, you didn't know anything until the really last few laps as to the last 10 laps as to who was actually racing who. Um, Alonso's ass is on fire. Um, when he comes into the pit stop uh, and wants to throw water in there, I'm like, that can't be a clever idea throwing water. Anyway, um, Alonso eventually spins off and then comes up back on very badly. Did he get penalty then? Can't remember. 
Cygnus is coming in and Sergeant signs off. Um, There's quite a few people that ended up being sick. Um, was that the fastest ever pit from Piastri? I don't know. Yes. Um, was it Piastri? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, um, yes, I think so. Two point one something? Of the, one, of, one of the McLarens, 1.8. Yeah. 1.8, 1.8. Is that the first ever in history? Yes. Wow. Um, and Russell does a hand dance in eighth down the street. Gasly told to give back position to Stroll because he took the took off the line. Track limits played stupid games this this race. Uh, but let's Paris, that happens to let Paris free. Gasly gains back the position from Perez. And I really didn't know where anyone was or what anyone was doing. But I suddenly found out that Verstappen was in one and the McLarens were two and three. And Russell shockingly in fourth. Yeah. Um, so just now, for anyone out there, I know we're not exactly we're not exactly the race or like check a flag podcast or anything like that. But to anyone out there, saying bring back refueling because it will add so many strategic elements to the race no it will not all you will see with refueling is a race like this everyone will be driving on short stints and the fastest cars will just cycle to the front all you'll see is you know in those mixed up races where you have a where you have a um a one or two stop and it's 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 on the edge of a one or a two stop and then you have Max Verstappen starting in P13 and can he make a one stop work and all that all that element will go if we have mandatory three stop races you know using all three tire compounds or or refueling all that will happen is those cars will just cycle to the front because they will, mm-hmm. they'll just they'll just adjust their stint length so that they they'll just go they'll just come in slightly earlier and they'll drive in free air. All they'll do is they'll just move into free air whenever they get the opportunity, show the superior pace of the car, and it will destroy the racing. So yes, yeah. they when they are racing wheel to wheel, they will probably be able to get a little bit closer to the car in front because they don't have to manage the tires and the cars will be lighter so that they'll be uh, they'll be they'll look better while they're driving them. But mm-hmm. the overall product will suffer massively. So to all of you people out there saying bring back refueling. Look at this as a microcosm of what will happen if we bring back refueling. So no, yeah. no Formula One fans do not bring back refueling. That's my little rant done now. So, uh, but I couldn't yeah. work out. I, so, what was the story? The story was that the there was a curb on twelve and thirteen. It was all the curbs. It was all the well, curbs. They, they the, kept blaming twelve and thirteen or something or thirteen. Yeah, and specifically because the way it's not so much the curbs that were the problem. The drivers actually liked the curbs because they offered a a physical reason to not go off track. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to. Ironically, you shouldn't have had to police track limits with these curbs because by going off track it yeah. means that you actually lose time. But what did they do? They police track limits anyway, and as a result, we got a shit ton of penalties. But yeah. we can move on to that later on. So because of the speed that they were going, it was the intensity and the length of time they spent on the curbs that mm-hmm. was the problem. I heard it described as like getting um, a, a pyramid hammer and hammering the side of a tire a thousand times a second. That's what it's mm-hmm. like going over these curbs because they're just they, they're just they're just this, getting curves, so much punishment. They but can't it's, be for it's, motorcycles, are they? Is that no, the reason? Are. That, no, that's the but, reason is because they are but so the thing is, it's it's fine if you're going at a reasonable speed, but going at the speed a Formula One car goes and the amount of time you spend on those curbs, it's just too dangerous for those tyres. If you had a, a harder time, I mean, Pirelli said that they had a tyre that could have coped with these curbs, Jesus. but they did not know that this was going to be a problem. So, How did they not know? Well, because it's the first the time that we... The curbs have suddenly appeared, did they? The red day uh, they have got the different curbs to one we were here in 2021. So, okay, yeah. but that was 2021. We we're now in 2023. They didn't appear overnight. But we didn't have a race here in 2022. It's the first time they've used these curbs, and there's but limited this is data. Due diligence. This but is there's... due diligence. You can't just you can't just go in the same way. You can't just have a car and go. Oh yeah, well it was fine in 2022. It's not going to work now. So well, all the cars. Everyone on airflow. Everyone on Friday loved it. And they said, "This is great. This is absolutely brilliant. This is, you know, this this is the uh, this is exactly what we need from curbs. We we had this kind of stuff at every track. We wouldn't have to police track limits. Blah 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 blah. It's only when Pirelli started analysing the tyres and cutting them all up and looking at the structure of the tyres underneath, saying, look, if we run these tyres more than 15, 20 laps, sorry, cats mm-hmm. on the keyboard. Um, if we run these tyres more than 15, 20 laps, then we could start running into problems. And then when the trouble was, when they ran the sprint race to get some meaningful data, because we had Mm -hmm. three safety car periods in the sprint, we weren't able to get a proper gauge of what was happening with those tyres. So 
it's it's a learning thing for Pirelli. Um, and again, they had a tire that would have coped with it, but they didn't bring it because they didn't think they would need that tire. So it's I can understand it, and I, I quite like the fact that this has happened on the weekend that Pirelli have announced that yeah, they're staying they're, before it was until yeah. twenty twenty seven. So that made me chuckle a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was very pragmatic though. I think they did the right thing for the show. The last thing we wanted would have been to see cars delaminating and and crashing out of the race because of tire failures. That's the one. Is that really want. the last thing we wanted? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if it was a Red Bull, let's be honest, or one Red Bull in particular, just to, I mean, saying that, it, it wouldn't have made any difference. Perez, Perez wouldn't have won the race, would he? Uh, so it still would have changed the championship. Like, I, and then to put a tire limit on, I was very confused as to why why that, that needs to happen and, and to have three pit stops as a mandatory. It was just because they uh, of the limit of 18 laps per tyre, um, per tyre set, rather. So that meant mm-hmm. tyres that they've used in previous sessions that they were reusing. Um, they mm-hmm. could only, if they'd have done five laps on them in practice, they can only do 13 laps in the race on them. This That's is what, what got confusing because there were some teams that could do two pit stops, wasn't there? There were some that could do three. Well, or... Max Verstappen had the, had the least used tyres. So he had the yeah. more strategy options available to him. Not that it made any difference because this is where... Um, the whole undercut situation just completely disappeared because we saw yeah. um, this is what we used to see in Formula One, where it's all about overcutting, uh, especially mm. when you've got fuel to think about as well, because the tires don't wear down. So what you had is Max Verstappen cruising around at a pace he's, he's happy with. Oscar mm-hmm. Piastri comes in because he runs out of tire life. Then Max just hammers it until the end of his tire stints. Mm-hmm. And then actually ends up pulling away from Piastri when Piastri with fresher tires, you would think would close up. Yeah. But because Verstappen had the superior tyre life available to him, he was able to just push for, for the whole of that yeah. stint, stop later, having pulled out, and then pull out a massive gap. So yeah. it it just destroyed strategy. It, mm-hmm. It's fine for like a one-off. And to be honest, if, if Hamilton... But surely a... they should have just said, oh, they should have just said, you have to do three pit stops. doesn't matter when you do it. And I suppose that's well, no, it's about it's a, Yeah, yeah it's, about, it's about the uh, the length on the tyres, isn't it? Because sure I know, it's, I think it's a way one uh, has always said that he wanted compulsory pit stops, as in I don't compulsory think double that, pit I, stops. I, 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 as I said there, I think mm. all that will do is it will filter, it will filter the faster guys to the front. And we mm-hmm. want to see overtaken on track. We don't want to see people just well we'd love to see everything on track but we never see it because it's always Hmm. missed but i guarantee with this race had you not had hamilton fox smashing george russell on turn one then you'd have seen an incredibly boring race and everyone would be saying formula one's broken and pirelli Mm -hmm. ruined formula one with these tire rules it's only because we had four you know three cars colliding uh in turn one and then was it alonso that uh took evasive action then piastri just flew straight into second place from sixth mm-hmm. on the grid. If Piastri hadn't gained four places at the start, Norris gained four places, three places at the start, this race wouldn't have come alive. It would have been a yeah. boring race. It would have been the Mercedes, probably two and three, Hamilton in second place, pulling away for a few laps, then falling back into George Russell, then moaning about his tyres on the on the, uh, on the the radio, yeah. changing. And then it, I just think it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been an engaging race at all. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, Hamilton's done everyone a favour by crashing into George Russell on turn one, to be honest. So, yeah, um, which we can talk about now. Are, are you of the same opinion that it was uh, it was Hamilton's fault? I think Hamilton was of the opinion it was Hamilton's fault. So you can't really mm. deny that um, as much as I wanted it to be Russell's fault. I really wanted it to be Russell's fault. Actually, it probably wasn't. <laughs> and, no. um, and it, yeah, it was quite obvious. You know, at first I thought it was. And I think a lot of people did. They were like, I think it was Russell, but actually on replays, it's quite obvious that he had nowhere to go and Hamilton just drives straight into like, it. And Dan almost does an album, you know, I not think knowing his tire width. What Hamilton said after he'd seen it, after he'd seen it in hindsight, kind of summed it mm. up really yeah. in that he said, it was a racing incident that I take full responsibility for. In that yeah. if that had happened between two drivers that weren't teammates, I don't think it would have been penalized. But yeah. the fact it didn't need to happen. Yeah. So Hamilton, as the aggressor in that situation, the one making the overtake, he's the mm-hmm. one that caused the situation to be there. George Russell couldn't have done anything to avoid that, mm-hmm. um, apart from slam on the brakes, but why should he? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just Hamilton kind of being a bit 
greedy with the tire life in that opening corner. Realizing, I mean, it was quite telling when he was on the way around to the grid when he was saying, um, oh, I'm going to be so exposed to these guys. Seeing, I think he expected to see a lot more people start on those soft tires. Yeah. And then when he's realized he was the only one, um, he was got a little bit desperate, I think. And I think he'll probably yeah. admit to that as well. But he had to go for it, didn't he? He had to yeah. get ahead, he had to make the jump early before they you know, before he before they all came back up at him. They knew he knew that from the sprint he had basically 10 laps to get ahead. And if he didn't make up the chance in those first 10 laps, he was never gonna make it. Yeah, I think was, I think he's just showing a little bit of desperation there, to be mm-hmm. honest. I think he saw this as an opportunity that he could have won, but then he was he was thrown this curveball of being on the wrong tire effectively. But yeah. that didn't mean his race was over. He didn't have to completely risk everything in turn one like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but he sort of expected, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like you, I, I thought I thought initially it was George Russell's fault. Um, but then as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, nah. Nah, <laughs> nah no. that's not, Russell could have done nothing with that. Yeah, I think it, what confused us was where Hamilton's back tire is, and it sort of pinces into the into Russell's, and you like, how did that actually get there? Unless unless Hamilton unless Russell drove into him, you know, mm. to get make that happen. So no, it was definitely um, mm. Hamilton's it was fault. Eerily similar to, uh, I mean, obviously completely different scenario, but the the um, the result. Was eerily similar to um, to 2021 Silverstone in the in the way it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a Hamilton slight crash. the slightest touch on the tire the wheel goes mm-hmm. off and and guy ends up in the gravel and um, you know it was yeah. very I mean, it, again it, like it was completely different situation but just like the result of the contact was very mm-hmm. similar uh, only difference was there was uh, it it wasn't as high speed obviously because it was turn right. one from a standing start. So yeah. uh, the result was nowhere near as bad for Hamilton, obviously. So, well, it uh, wasn't bad because he'd still lost a tire and he's still crashed out. Yeah, but he didn't end up sideways in a barrier and then end up in no. the hospital. But no, um, not that you know it, that was just for precautionary checks. So. Yeah, <laughs> but even so, it's he didn't he didn't like have yeah. fifty six g impact or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about whether I like the guitar. Um, track i can't quite work i'm it still out undecided I'm, I'm still undecided i'm still not entirely sure um there's a lot of fast corners and i suppose it's quite interesting but i don't know if the actual track you the know track doesn't offend me at the moment like some mm-hmm. tracks offend me um i want to it's still a very small sample set we've only seen one race and we, we've not really we've seen three sprint races on this track effectively we've not seen a grand prix on this track yet with this iteration of car so mm-hmm. I will leave it till next year before I decide whether I like this track or not. But and how, we're going there for a couple of years at least, aren't we? Now? Oh, it's ten year contract. Okay. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be around. Uh, all guitar yeah. have a ten year contract. They were originally going to build their own, build a new circuit. Whether they do or not, I don't know. But they're well, I think gonna... they've invested so much into that circuit. It would seem well, it's, silly. Too, well, it was. They've got lots of land and not much and loads of money. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, know, but, I, but okay. I'm happy. I'm happy for Lasalle to be back next year. Um, yeah, definitely, just to see what it's like again. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, but, and then yeah. talking about um, the rain just come up there, and talking about the heat issue. Oh, wow, so many comments. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Tom's there. Hey, Tom. Um, yeah, uh, there's a um, so there is a big thing about um, about the heat, and obviously, Sergeant. Failing to, failing to actually fuck it up for once, which was shocking. Um, but it's a shame. I thought he had a decent race, uh, yeah, decent weekend for for once. I thought it was he was doing. Sorry, okay he spun and... off in the first. I know, I know, he spun off, but I thought he was spun he off in like... the, 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 the biggie bob and then failed to finish his sprint. Yeah, but failed up, until that point, he looked like he was on the edge of points in the race. Mm-hmm. I generally think he. I think he it's November, it. Tom. It's not December, especially with November. all those. Especially with all those penalties that we got right at the end, I think yeah. he potentially would have would have snuck into tenth place or maybe even ninth place. Yeah. He was certainly racing there with the Alfa Romeo, so there was genuinely a, a chance there for him to get some points, which is a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the heat um, it's it's the wrong time of year to be in Qatar, isn't it? Let's be honest; it's still too hot. It's just starting yeah. to cool down this time of year, but it needs to be needs to be yeah. later in the year which it is next year to be fair yeah in november I yeah i think it's i think it's in december isn't it no right 
Tom just said this, November. It's the last week of November. You're right, Carl. There we go, Tom. Tom Downey has just agreed Does that not go into December? When is the Grand Prix Sunday? I'm going to have a look. Right. So we've got Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, that's that's next year. I need to look at next year, don't I? Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't got it to hand, to be fair. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay. Well, while, has it while been released? you do that. Yes, it has been released. Oh, yeah, it's just the 2024 There we go. Um, it is. It is the penultimate race. Oh, you win. First of December is the actual race. Yeah. So the race weekend is the oh, is November. Press again. The there race we weekend, race weekend is November, but the Grand Prix itself is on is in December. Jesus, it's quite a. There's a lot of driving. I'm hoping Singapore, Singapore, Singapore stays the same for the next four years. What's that? Because it's over my birthday, and when I hit forty. Oh, no, three years. I'm 37 now. When I hit 40, that's the race I want to go to over my birthday. You want to go to Singapore for your 40th? Yeah, that's the plan. I better get an invite. <laughs> It'll go. It'll be fun. Um, yeah, that's the plan. That's my plan anyway, because it's because always the... over my birthday. Uh, sh- well, you never Becky... have one over your birthday, do you? Because yeah, no. we don't ever start. No. Shane Becky doesn't live in Singapore anymore. We could have done what we did on my 30th <laughs> estate in her place. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you're 30. That was some time ago. Yes, um, yes, it definitely was. 42 now. So, so yeah, I mean, it is it is officially in December. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, just, I mean, qualifying and things. Uh, obviously, no sprints have been released yet, so I don't know, but mm-hmm. I probably won't be for Qatar. Um, there is a lot of driving. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of distance they're going to be covering there, but I suppose Qatar to Abu Dhabi is not too far. No, that's no, no time at all. Um, mm. I... I don't think there should be sprint races in the last five races of the season. Now I know John's come I, back. So. I know that wouldn't have made any difference in this one, but I I don't want to see sprint races in the last third of the season because I think there's it's too crucial for the championship at that point. I think yeah. we should be in standard Grand Prix format for the last last five races of the season, um, and we don't really. I mean, what is like the anticlimax is... of a of a championship being decided on a Saturday? These sprint races, what is the gimmick? What is the plan with them? Is I'm fine it... with them. I'm fine. I'm fine with six of them. But why? Why? Why have only six? I don't get it. It's... I don't understand. As to I why. like. I like the. I like the var- I like the varying nature of different Grand Prix weekends, different setups. I like, you know, a couple of weekends a year. We got this Friday qualifying, and then we've got this, you know, this, yeah. this separate Saturday and everything. I quite like that. I like the race weekends that the sprints produce. Mm-hmm. But it's uh I don't want too many of them. It's exhausting doing it every weekend. So it is. Yeah, I'm fine. What... Six a year is fine, but I think they should spread it out evenly, uh, but just not in the last third of the year. And should they always be the same races or different? No, I think different. I like I liked again, I like that they mix it up. It should never be Monaco. Never Monaco. It's quite pointless. That's just a parade yeah. for 19 yeah. laps or whatever it'll be 20 lap, 25 yeah, exactly. laps by the time it, you it, get it'll it. be like yeah it'd be 25 laps probably but yeah it'd just be pointless Absolutely yeah pointless, so. i mean you bahrain is sort of pointless doing it because it's quite short bahrain's all right bahrain would be a decent would be a decent yeah. venue for it and also if we start the season there that would be interesting start the season with a sprint race i would be up for that yeah that could be really cool that would um, be fine with i'll be totally fine with that just like, don't finish the race one. Would it not turn into a um into another basically tester session? Almost. Well, the problem there won't be any time for it because it'll all be competitive mm. sessions. They'll have yeah. they'll come out of testing, they'll have two tests, they'll come out yeah. of testing, they'll have one practice session, and then they've got to qualify for the first race of the season. Yeah, that would be brilliant. <laughs> I'd be well up for that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think that, yeah. that Tom's gonna start um pe- petitioning for it. Yes. Um Saudi Arabia would be grand. It's quite fast, so it'd be quite interesting. Australia would be grand. Japan would be grand. Yeah, there's not many that are, I'm like totally like, oh, no, you can't have a sprint session there. I think first, first part of the season, uh, mostly, mostly uh, apart from Japan, you've got Japan early next year, haven't we? Yeah, um, yeah Japan moves to the 5th to the 7th of April. Yeah, so um, that's part, first part of the season, generally not a lot of, Oh, two early morning races, one after the other. And China's Good. early. It's China early morning. I haven't yeah. seen China. 
Yeah. Oh, three early morning, morning mate. And then it. Miami. Oh, no. And then Miami. Yeah, Miami's late, isn't it? Miami's yeah. a late race. It's an eight o'clock yeah. race. Oh, three early ones. And Love it. Are they back to back? No, there's a weak gap between them. Thank God for that. I love the out of hours races. It means Seven, I get the rest of the rest of the day yeah. myself. Yeah. Oh. Bring, bring on the early mornings. I think every race should be three in the morning. Love that. <laughs> uh, we don't really get the three in the morning ones. No, not anymore. Used to, not so much anymore. A couple of races I stayed up for back when oh, I God. actually went out. Yeah, and then Las Vegas went out, went out, out. interesting. Yeah. Um, cool. But anyway, um, we haven't spoken about McLaren yet. McLaren effectively got four podiums this weekend. Why are we not talking about it? Piastri sorry. won a race. Piastri won a race. And then no a second one. place. Well, do you know what? Like, what's happened to McLaren? How have they suddenly become so good? And I think I have the answer. Go for it. I think it's because they have two similar type of drivers. Mm-hmm. So they have made one car that suits both drivers, mm-hmm. as opposed to... Red Bull, which has made one car for one driver and one car for someone else. No you know, one else. They, no one else. <laughs> you know, and can't, they can't drive it. And I think it's the same for a lot of the, the teams is that anyone, and well, Ferrari have the problem where they try and pander to both drivers and fail on, on both of them. So I think what's happened is the new upgrades have come via both those drivers. At the beginning of the season, Obviously, Piastri didn't have much say on the car that he was driving, mm-hmm. um, and now and since the upgrades come in, he's obviously had having a say, along with Norris, and they're very similar in, in driving styles. So that's why it works quite well. Um, yeah, I think they definitely are reaping the benefits of just cutting their losses early on. The car that they started the season with, they hadn't touched for about three or four mm-hmm. months because they were just bringing this whole new concept to the car. It was an absolute baseline that they could build on top of. So yeah. that, you know, that car was terrible at the start of the year, but then the updates that they brought to it as has, has just leapt it forward in, in mm-hmm. which is awesome. And it's good to see that Piastri is getting to grips with it as well. I still think that he's probably being elevated a bit high at the moment. And like, yes, he's won the sprint, but, his tire management still and his race management in general still leaves a lot to be desired. This race was always going to benefit him because yeah, you know, it was short stints mm-hmm. and that's going to fall into his, that's going to fall into his wheelhouse hundred percent qualifying and sprint races. I think he's going to outdo Lando um, mm-hmm. over the course of a season, certainly next year anyway, but yeah. this year, again, you, you saw it on the, in the Grand Prix, like if Norris hadn't have had the issues that he had, okay, he had the issues. So that's, you know, that's his fault because he put the tires mm-hmm. in the wrong place. So, um, but if he hadn't have done that, he would have beaten Piastri in both sessions, I think. And mm-hmm. his race management as well. You saw how fast he got up to the back of Piastri. And then I think he, he played yeah. the company line as well, which, which I quite like the way that they said, okay, we're going to hold station. And he's just like, why would we do that? Not yeah. like questioning it. He's just like, yeah. And then say, oh, but I've got more pace. I can show oh, you my pace. If, if, if you want to see my pace, I'll show you my pace. Uh, he was like quite cheeky with it. And I quite like that because he wasn't being like egotistical. And, he wasn't uh, being a dick. Yeah, he was like, of course he wants to, of course he wants to overtake his teammate. Of course he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been going quicker in the entire also, race. Also, it didn't make any sense for him not to show his pace and get up to the back of Piastri instead of holding position mm. because there was no advantage to sitting back and waiting for... Yeah. Russell to cover up his yeah. ass. And they say, oh, we're, we're a little bit worried about Russell catching up. I say, yeah, so then let me use my pace. I'll pull away from him. Yeah. Again, quite quite funny. But uh, yeah, I, I think he said after, whether he was just play, pulling the company line or not, he said after the race, I, I couldn't pass him anyway. The dirty air was too mm-hmm. much. I'm not buying that for a second. He had so much pace in hand. He was passing everyone yeah. else like they weren't even there. So no, I, I, I'm not buying that. I think he was just um, playing the company line there, which is great to see. Um, he's not like, it's not all about him. Yeah, um, but Oscar's phenomenal. Like he is, it's just, he, it's easy to forget it's his rookie year. What other rookies have we got in Formula One this year? Nick DeVries, what happened to him? You know, yeah. Lawson. Lawson's showing some decent signs, but nothing anywhere near the level of Piastri and Sergeant. Yeah, but then a bit of a... he didn't come in in the, in the right time and hasn't had the years. Remember how Piastri was at the beginning of the season to go up against better than Piastri. this. Better than Lawson, I would say. He was still, it was, it was, it was good what he was doing at the start of the season, but it was very understated. It wasn't as, uh, 
mm-hmm. wasn't as obvious what he was doing. I mean, look at he retired from the first race, 15th, 8th, 11th, 19th, 10th. So he was kind of hovering around the points, 13th, 11th, yeah. 16th. And then when they brought in the uh, when he got the new car for mm-hmm. for Silverstone, he was straight in there, fourth, fifth, ninth. Mm-hmm. So you know he's uh, and then third and second, a couple of podiums now. So he's uh, he's definitely yeah he he's hundred percent one for the future there. He's ahead of Lance Stroll in the championship now, mm-hmm. um, which you know not difficult. He's well clear of him. He's uh, he's actually I mean I don't think he's going to catch George Russell, but he's closing on George Russell at a real rate of knots. Yeah. Um. Do you don't think he's going to catch him? Who is there much? Is, do you think there's any going to be much change? Do you think that McLaren will jump? Aston now, Martin? yeah, 100%. Now, I can't see McLaren. I mean, this is touching wood. Uh, I can't see McLaren not passing. Are you just touching now. your willy or your ass? Wood. Um, 11 points in five races. It's like, and even if Aston Martin had the same car as McLaren, mm-hmm. they're only doing it with one car. Yeah. So no, I can't see McLaren not passing Aston Martin now, which is amazing. That's Talking so good to about, see. I mean, sorry, there is only one dick of the day. Really? This. Oh, there's quite a few, I think. No, there's only one dick. Okay. And that is Stroll. Who's our dick of the day? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because that, that, that was, was that was dick moves of many. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just dickish moves of multiple things. Not racing dicks. They're, they're, who else was a dick, really? I was, I was asking Laura as to who was a dick, and she couldn't work anything out. And the only one mm. I came up with was Strap. No one was actually a dick. Mm, yeah, I mean, you could say like performance-related dickery. Um, you could say, but um, yeah, actually, but actually, being, there wasn't a performance. Being like, a twat. Yeah. Sorry, being a twat. Hamilton was a twat for driving into Russell, but actually wasn't a twat about it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like fair play to uh, Hamilton when he yeah. makes mistakes like that, he does admit to it. Yeah. He did the same thing with Piastri when he collided yeah. with him in Monza. So yeah, you know, so, he does admit to it when he makes a mistake. That's not in my world, that's not being a dick. And I can't blame the stewards for once because actually they were incident as well. It's a race. Maybe the track and this and Peretti tires, but it wasn't a dick move. They weren't deliberately trying they to dealt be dicks. with it. Like yeah, if they they'd have done it, it was a plan. If they'd have done what they did in well, not Pirelli, but what Bridgestone yeah. uh, Michelin did in uh, 2005 where they would where it was just the teams posturing with each other for performance reasons and in the end we ended up with a six car grid then yeah 100 percent they'd be dick of the day or but, even or even when like in azerbaijan when all the tires started popping hmm. you know that's they should have realized that and, and and controlled that earlier but actually no there was a plan and and it's like and yeah the only person i can think of is a dick and that's that's gbh or abh whatever the actual yeah, ABH, you know abh like it's certainly workplace, gotten, workplace harassment. Yeah. Um, like, it just needs to, um, he just needs to be, he just needs to, well, that should not be tolerated at all. No. In any form of workplace. That should also, I mean, okay, the, the, the possible thoughts are, and I'm not condoning this, that he was being goaded by his, um, Performance manager, whatever. No, he wasn't. Is. He was telling him he's got to go to the Weybridge. All right. Is he that was telling he was, him. He's is that what you, the finger was? Yeah, he was saying you need to go. You need to go this way to the Weybridge. He's like pointing and saying this is where you need to go. And then he was like saying no. He goes no. You need to do it, or we'll get fined. Basically, and yeah. he just pushed him out of the way. But it's fine with bros. Is that what he said? Yeah. I saw a comment from that, and I was like, well, I didn't understand it. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't care if you're a bro or not. Like. Yeah, yeah, like you know, we there's been times when between us mates we would have push and shoves and things, but mm-hmm. we're mates and we're, we're it's it's life, you know. It's not, as opposed it's not a work, it's not it's in not a workplace, workplace in front of a global and not in front of a million audience, you know. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. in, in our younger years, and I've had right with my best I mates. I have to say I've though, like the 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 memes have been fantastic that have come out yeah. of this though. My favorite um, was. Uh, was you've got you've got quite a few going around that, that are very similar, but it's for any musical fans out there, it's Lin Manuel Miranda singing yeah. um uh pasted over the top of the Aston Martin garage, and then uh he goes, Look at my son. Pride is not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen a few other ones like that. I've just like 
people like cats falling off shelves and stuff. It's just yeah. like, yeah, this is Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how you can condone anything like that. And I don't know how, you know, you have your moments. And, and if you went and Hulk smashed a door, do you know what I mean? I can understand that. Hulk smashing desks and things. They're in, they're, it's not great, but they're in an inanimate objects, you know. Mm-hmm. And but to push someone physically, no, no, he's yeah. like like. And I'm sure a few people have said it. If that happened in my workplace, I would be, I would be gone. We sacked on you know, spot, and I have seen, and I have like uh, my workplace is very volatile, as you know, it's full of macho men and things, and I've seen them macho, gone. Macho man. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of camp lads like me but um <laughs> like it's like how like if things happen like you do get fucking elbowed off or moved away you don't stay in your same position and in your same role and it doesn't matter who you are and we've seen this on multiple things you know in in life at the moment is that you get cancelled quite quickly, but for some reason in Formula One, if you get angry after a race, you're not getting cancelled. Uh, apparently, the FIA are investigating it. It's come out today, so uh, or yesterday. But why are the guards? Uh, sorry, the police, and and why is this not being? I think because the, um, the, the 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 trainer wouldn't have put in a complaint. So if there's no complaint, there's nothing to answer for, is there? Is that? I don't know. Like, I guess it depends on the on the laws of the the, of the country as well. Yeah. And I don't know. There's there's not getting too involved in that. We can just judge him from afar for being. Yeah, being but he is our dick of the day, surely. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. But I would say runner up on that, quite a distant runner up. But runner up on that would be the guy who, at some point in the season, made us believe that there may have been a title fight. And that's Sergio Perez, eighty seconds behind Verstappen after penalties were applied. His engineer was like having a go at him. I was yeah. just like, like stop, can you, stop going can you please stop going off track? You're fucking yeah. up our race. Yeah. What Completely. the hell? I know the sprint wasn't his fault, but he was still out of position in the sprint anyway. The yeah. race, he was he was down the back again. And early in the race, Russell passed Perez. And I was thinking, oh, that's going to be interesting. That means Russell and Perez are going to be both pushing up together towards the podium. Russell finishes yeah. fourth. Where did Perez finish? Yeah. A distant 10th, 80 seconds off. Over a minute behind George Russell, who'd overtaken him, what, 50 mm-hmm. laps earlier. Over a second a lap slower than a Mercedes in a Red Bull. Let's just think about that for a second. It's not acceptable. And the Red Bull team are actually now finally starting to actually say stuff like this. So, like Christian Horner mentioned that, that, that Red Bull no longer have a team like like uh, Mercedes and McLaren yeah. do. They don't have two drivers that can compete for wins. So that tells me they're already lining up his replacement. He will start mm-hmm. the season next year in a Red Bull, but yeah. he will be on thin ice, my pedigree chum. Do you think he will? Do you think he's... I mean, you're, he guaranteed, won't you're guaranteed not to wear... Yeah. Sorry, George is guaranteed to wear the sombre. Yeah, absolutely. George um, will be wearing the sombrero on Grid Talk and I will be fully safe and fully clothed. And I guarantee, I'm going to make another bet right now. Here we go. Just move my microphone. If Sergio Perez finishes the season in a Red Bull next year, then I will podcast on Monkey Seat completely starkers. Obviously, the camera will be No above. one wants to see that. No underwear. I'm going to be completely, completely in a nut. That's it. That's that's a monkey seat one. That's the difference between grid talk and monkey seat. I go the full hog. The full Monty. If Perez finishes the season next year in a Red Bull. Okay. Or rather, let me just refer it. If he does the entire season in a Red Bull, I'll just if qualify that. If he does the that. entire season, because it may work. Well, because may... if he smashes himself and uh, in- injury doesn't count, injury doesn't okay. count. Okay. Um, it's, he will be replaced at some point in the season. It may well be that he's replaced by someone who does terrible, so they bring him back. But <laughs> he will be dropped from Red Bull at some point next season. That okay. is my bet. Okay. And well, there's and a, I've got to, I've, hang on, am I going to be naked if if this fails? Because well, no, it depends. No, this is just a bet that I'm making. You don't have to tag along to it. <laughs> this is just something that I'm making. Because that would suggest that I would be supporting Paris to stay in this yeah. race. But know. also, one thing that that's kind of gone by a little bit when I made this bet about Perez and and not winning a race again this season. At the time, I actually said Sergio Perez will never win another Formula One race, and I still stand by that. Yeah, that's what I said at the time. 
because I don't. I think he's going to be. He's not going to finish the year next year. He's not going to win a race in a Red Bull next year, and then he's picking up scraps in midfield teams after that. Mm-hmm. So you, you you may well get a, a weird situation like a like a Monza or something where there's a big crash and he ends up in the lead and wins a race or something like that. That yeah. might happen, but on pace, he's definitely not going to win another race because I can't see him being in a car that's capable of winning a race yeah. or him beating his teammate. Yeah. So yeah, nice little Perez rant there. Let's see, uh, see what happens next. Um, so now that add Mexico to the list of countries, I'm not allowed to go. Um, yeah. You sound, you sound like, you sound like the top gear trio or the, Grand Tour Trio. There's another I, country you can't I've, go to. I've never seen it. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Never watched it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what have you got coming up? It's it's Austin this weekend, isn't it? And Is it this next weekend? Week, next weekend, sorry. Okay. Not this That's weekend. right, yeah. We've next got, weekend. Then it's Mexico, up. Sao Paulo, Las Vegas, and Abu Dhabi. So just five races left. Finally, we can see. We can see the end. Uh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There's and, a light at the end of the tunnel. It is. Do you know what and that's from? What's no. that from? You don't uh, know what that's from? It's a musical, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's a shit musical. No. It's an Andrew Lloyd Webber one. I'll give you that hint. Yeah, so it's a shit one there. Mm. It's the best of the Andrew Lloyd Webbers. Uh, oh, I, I do know it. Uh, it's Cats, isn't it? Starlight Express. Oh, oh, I don't really know. Starlight I've never seen Express. it. Express. I've never seen I it. Real. I was yes. supposed to see it when I was at school, but I couldn't go. It's it is back. brilliant. I mean, I mean, it's a musical on roller skates. Uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid. That could be on roller skates. Um, yeah. Right. So the championship. Really. Um, Sergio Perez, two hundred twenty-four points to Hamilton's one hundred ninety-four. I don't know how that's going to pan out. I don't think Hamilton's yeah. going to catch him. It's five races, but I, yeah. I, Perez has still got the best car, so I, I still think, um, yeah. I still think Perez is going to hold on to that. Uh, Alonso, 183, Sainz, 30 points behind, and then Leclerc, 145. Uh, Norris now on 136, Russell on 132, and then Piastri back there on 83. Uh, and I said about the Constructors' Championship, I, I think McLaren are going to do it. I think McLaren are going to get back up there into fourth place. Um, yeah. The rest of it is pretty set in stone, to be honest. Mercedes-Ferrari is interesting, 326 to 298. That's still... That's still open, but I, I can't see. I, I think Mercedes will have enough to see off Ferrari there. Alpine is stuck where they are. The only other interesting one really is between Alfa Romeo and Haas, given that we haven't spoken about the Alfa Romeos, but they picked up a decent haul of points this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, a ninth and an eighth puts them clear of Haas in the Constructors' Championship. So uh, there we go. We, we, we spoke about Alfa Romeo. There we go. Oh, shock. I forgot about them. Yeah, everyone does. They all do. Um, they're even they've forgotten about themselves, haven't they, really? We haven't said our driver of the day though. Um, so, do you want, should we do driver of the day? Go on. I think. Let's, are you not? Are we not getting a sing song? Okay, fine. Oh well, we can do it. We can do Let's it. Let's wait for the sing song. There we go. As it's my lovely uh, lady wife's birthday today. There you go. Happy She's birthday, the lady wife. Happy birthday, <laughs> Emily. There we go. There we go. Um, comes with his other wife on the podcast. Yes. I think. It's going to sound really biased, but Lewis, no. Um, I think uh, I think Lando Norris, because his race pace was just so phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Piastri did great. You know, Verstappen managed to pace perfectly. Um, Russell did well to come back. Yeah. I'd say Russell will be the honourable mention for second for me. But um, but no, I think Norris is starting P10 and then being up in P3. Any other car in front of him, he finishes P2 in that race. If he yeah. starts up the front like he should have done, which was his fault because, you know, um, qualifying, um, then I think he actually has a chance of winning that race. He certainly drives drives Verstappen a lot closer. Okay. Do you know who my driver of the day is? Go for it. George Russell. Fucking hell. You can... Yeah, yeah. Fuck! Um... Did well on both the sprint and the race, you know, and it wasn't his far as tires went off for the sprint. In the race, he came from the very back, raced through, did some actually good overtakes. Yes, he is a dick at the same time, but actually he was a drive. It was a very strong drive for him. And, you know, as much as I hate the fecking lads, you know, if someone does a good job, they do a good job. And that's one of those things. Um, I know I've confused everyone. But 
I just think he did a very good job this weekend of actual driving. And that's what we're going with driver of the day on. Yeah, I, I did, he certainly didn't make any mistakes and he drove through well on a like, car. Not, in my opinion, Norris yeah. did make a mistake because he did, he had a shit start in the spring race and went back. He yeah, was driving the day, though. We're looking at the Grand Prix here. Are we, we, sorry, where, where are we the only looking or at? Or are we? Three? I don't know. I, I, you know. We make the rules up. So yeah. Yeah, he well, did get a bad he, yeah, he yeah. did get a bad start. Well, I think in the sprint, of the day, it was because of the, the sprint. So you know. Yeah, no, to be fair, um, yeah, he did he did make a bad start in the sprint. So that's that's the one that yeah. and his qualifying performance was uh was bad as well. Yeah. So, so and that's why I, I don't think it, it is Norris. Piastri. Yes, did very well, and I think I, 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 if you said Piastri, I'd have more understood than Norris. But I think as an actual drive and the drive that he took, Russell did a better this weekend. Yeah. You, you are right. I was, to... I was looking, I was looking purely at the at the race. I was, I wasn't yeah. taking into account the sprint in that. If you're taking mm -hmm. the sprint into account, then I probably would reassess there, and I probably agree yeah. with you and say Russell. It'd be difficult to not say Max Verstappen, um, but equally again, the um... but the Max Verstappen thing is he drove well, uh, and yeah. and he drove well, but constantly well, and he had he was in the right position at the right time, and he you know he got fast, and he didn't do that well because he came second in the sprint, you know, so. Mm -hmm. To say that he was good this weekend, he actually wasn't. He didn't do as well as he could have. And, okay, he did well in the Grand Prix. No one's denying that. But that was because he had the fastest, mm. you know, the fastest yeah. car in the fastest position. Not so I just think that actually Russell was sensibly the driver of the day. Yeah. Okay. No, I'll uh, I'll I'll agree with you on that one then. But we've, and it's the only time I'll ever say it. So don't the important thing He's is still a dick. The important thing is that we both agree that Lance Stroll is the dick of the day. Yeah. So on that, Lance Stroll is uh, the dick of the day. But yeah. on that note, I think we should we shall put, bring this podcast to a close. Thank you for all the comments in the uh, in the. Oh yeah! Did you notice yeah. Tom? Um, Tom's invited us to his thirtieth in Las Vegas next year. I haven't seen Just that. There's so many comments in. I haven't uh, had a chance to see it. But um, um, and yeah. somehow we have ten people watching. <laughs> okay. These ten wow. people. A whole 10 people. Awesome. Maybe these middle of the day ones are better than... Yeah, come on. Who are all these people that don't have jobs? Yeah. Well, thank you very much for tuning we'll in. Anyway. Really, and, really and appreciate your uh, your support. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Click the bell, you know, so then you can all join us you at lunchtime. You sound like a really shit YouTuber. Like <laughs> and subscribe. I look like, like a really shit YouTuber as well. You see my hair. Yeah. I'm such a mess. Right. Um, like, you I, know, like I Santa Claus has had a haircut. Right. I should be at work, so I'm going to go back to work now. Yeah, I should be at work. I should be doing work. I've got to go and pick up my son. Oh. Sorry. I talk about your godson and then you just fucking shit I'm all sorry. over me. I'm Fuck sorry. my life. Right, piss off. Back to work. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't find my Killian. Where's my sign? There he is. That's old. That's He's so old. Like that. <laughs> and Jesus. Now he like calls you out. He calls yeah. you Carl and calls you yeah. out. Oh, so he calls you Carl. Yeah. I love, I love your kid. Carl Lord. Right. I'll go back to work. Bye-bye.